So today I'd like to take another look into the pagan idolatry, the pagan idols, if you would, of the Roman Catholic Church. Now many people uh, do not realize that the second commandment that is found in uh, the Catholic Catechism is not what you find in a regular list of uh, the Ten Commandments. So we're talking about the Ten Commandments, by the way, which can be found in the book of Exodus. You go to chapter 20, and you'll see verses 1 through 17 will give you what we would call the Ten Commandments. So uh, what I'm going to do now, I'm going to give you a brief list, not the full passages, but the breakdown of what we would uh, believe to be the Ten Commandments to be. So here they are. Number one, thou shalt have no other gods before me. Number two, thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image. Number three, thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. Number four, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Number five, honor thy father and thy mother. Number six, thou shalt not kill. Number seven, thou shalt not commit adultery. Number eight, thou shalt not steal. Number nine, thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. And number ten, thou shalt not covet. Now, there's another list. I'll put it on the screen for you. That has basically the full passages which you would find in the book of Exodus, as I said before, chapter 20, verses 1 uh, to 17. But I wanted to give you the... Uh, the breakdown of what each uh, commandment uh, dealt with. So now we'll go to take a look at the uh, Ten Commandments. As I was taught as a Roman Catholic, this is from the uh, Baltimore Catechism. Let's look at item number 195. It says, which are the commandments of God? And the answer, the commandments of God, of God are these ten. So this is uh, the commandments of God according to the Church of Rome. This is uh, this catechism has the uh, Romish imprimatur or approval, which, which means that anything found in the catechism is doctrine that is approved by the highest uh, hierarchy uh, of Rome. So let's read them. The commandments of God are these ten. Number one, I am the Lord thy God. Thou shalt not have strange gods before me. Number two, Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. Number three, remember thou, keep holy the Lord's day. Number four, honor thy father and thy mother. Number five, thou shalt not kill. Number six, thou shalt not commit adultery. Number seven, thou shalt not steal. Number eight, thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. Number nine, thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife. Number 10, thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's goods. So that's the uh, Ten Commandments as is listed in the Roman Catholic Catechism. Now, if you're a practicing Catholic, that's the term they used to use, uh, you know, and, and I read the first list, you're probably scratching your head and saying, man, I thought the second commandment was thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. And you were correct if... You said that regarding what you were taught as a youngster uh, growing up in the Roman Catholic Church. So you can see clearly we have a difference between uh, the Ten Commandments that uh, are, are in the uh, Scriptures versus the Ten Commandments that are found in the Roman Catholic Catechism. So 
I'm going to put an image on the screen there so I, I have a little red uh, square around number two. So you see it right there, thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. That's listed as number two. And then look further down, you'll see I have another bracket there uh, around number nine and ten. And it says, thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's goods. Once again, if you are a good practicing Roman Catholic, you'll say, yeah, that's right. That's what I learned growing up. Yeah, amen. <laughs> so, uh, so I want to make... Uh, it clear, folks, that what, what the Church of Rome did, they, they took a commandment that was the 10th commandment and they, they severed it, they chopped it in, in two to make up for the one that they pulled out. So let's, let's take a look at, at uh, this once again. Uh, right now I'm going to read to you Exodus chapter 20, verses 1 and 2. So this is like a preface uh, before the 10 commandments. It says, And God spake all these words, saying, I am the Lord thy God, which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Okay, so that was the Lord dealing with the children of Israel, and now he's about to give the Ten Commandments, okay? And the first commandment said, Thou shalt have no other gods before me. And then the second commandment, which is found in the Scriptures. Let me read that to you. I'll put it, I'll put it up on the screen for you to see. Uh, uh, second commandment goes from uh, Exodus 20, verse 4, all the way to th uh, verse 6. I'll read it. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above, or that is in the earth beneath, or that is in the water under the earth. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them, nor serve them, for I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me, and showing mercy unto thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments. So that's the second, that's the true second command, commandment which is found in the scriptures. Okay, now I'm going to take a look at the tenth commandment all right, uh, which is found in one verse, Exodus uh, chapter 20, verse 17. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's house, thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife, nor his manservant, nor his maidservant, nor his ox, nor his ass, nor anything that is thy neighbor. So now right now I'm going to put up on a screen a side-by-side -side comparison uh, with that earlier list I gave you. And with uh, to the left you're going to see... Uh, what is found in the Baltimore Catechism, Catholic Catechism. And uh, to the right, you'll see the earlier list that I gave you. So now let's look at it. So you can just give you a better idea what I'm dealing with here. Number two, in the Catholic Catechism, thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. I said, you know, I, I remember trying to remember these things growing up, and I, I always would say that, you know, as my, uh, that would be the one that I would list as the second commandment. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. So I, I, I was completely oblivious to the th truth. So here to the right we see the second commandment, thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image. I don't even think I knew what a graven image was. Uh, so, uh, then you go further down and you see right there in the Catholic Catechism, there's two commandments dealing with covetousness, all right? Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's goods. So when to the right it just says, thou shalt not covet. And I read to you uh, 
verse 17, I'll read it again, dealing with covetousness. Only one verse, folks. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's house, thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife, nor his manservant, nor his maidservant, nor his ox, nor his ass, nor anything that is thy neighbor. So one verse. Uh, so what, what the Church of Rome did, they made two commandments out of that one verse, and the, the second commandment that dealt with the very uh, serious subject of graven images and idols, nowhere to be found. So, you know, if you look in other parts of the Bible, you'll see that the Lord took this uh, subject of idolatry and graven images very seriously. Look at Isaiah chapter 42, verse 8. He said, I am the Lord, that is my name, and my glory will I not give to another, neither my praise to graven images. Isaiah chapter 42, verse 17. They shall be turned back. They shall be greatly ashamed that trust in graven images, that say to the molten images, ye are our gods. So very uh, serious in the sight of God, how he felt about these things, ladies and gentlemen. He's the true God. He's the living God. And he will not give, allow praise to be given to any idol, any other uh, person in this world because there's only one true God. Look at this Psalm 115, verses 4 to 8. Their idols are silver and gold, the work of men's hands. They have mouths, but they speak not. Eyes have they, but they see not. They have ears, but they hear not. Noses have they but they smell not. They have hands, but they handle not. Feet have they, but they walk not. Neither speak they through their throat. They that make them are like unto them, so is everyone that trusteth in them. So, you know, once again, the seriousness, and what, what the point that the psalmist is making here is, ladies and gentlemen, no matter what an idol is made out of it, whether it's silver, gold, whether it be wood, uh, concrete, you know, most of the modern-day idols are made out of plaster. Some are painted, some are just plain white. Uh, they're, they're made out of all sorts of things. In fact, uh, many are just made out of plastic. You'll see them made out of the same things that they do these Christmas, Christmas idols, uh, Santa Claus and everything else. Um, so it's all, it's all idolatry, ladies and gentlemen. And, but the psalmist is making a point that they cannot see uh, through those eyes or hear or smell or, or handle anything with the hands. They cannot walk. They cannot speak. So the, the, the Lord wants people to say, look, guys, I am the true and living God. Throw away. Get away from these idols. You see? They're all tricks of the devil. Satan wants worship. Satan desires worship. He will do anything he can to keep you from having a relationship with the true and living God. So, you know, I'm going to put some images of uh, Mary, or what people would call Mary. These are the statues that I grew up with. They're all over the place, folks. They sell them all over the place. You can go into basically even supermarkets. Sometimes you'll find them in a the garden center. So, so this is idolatry, okay? You'll find them in... Uh, 
perhaps Catholic bookstores where they sell this type of thing and, and so on and so forth. You can get them online. It's idolatry. It's pagan idolatry. And so I'm, I'm putting some of those images up for you to see. I'll stop one of them right now. And if you take a look at that uh, idol of Mary, uh, look at the eyes. Uh, what you would be calling Mary, she cannot see through those eyes. She cannot hear through those ears. She cannot smell through her nose. She, she cannot handle it. I mean, if you gave her something to hold on to, she wouldn't be able to uh, handle anything with her hands. She would not be able to walk away. And she cannot speak through her mouth, okay? It's very important that you see that, folks. Uh, so the scriptures go on to tell us that, you know, the people who trust in these things are just like the idols themselves. My, oh, my. It says there, they that make them are like unto them, so is everyone that trusteth in them. So I hope you see the point that I'm making here. Folks, book of Acts 17, verse 29. For as much then as we are the offspring of God, we ought not to think that the Godhead is like unto gold or silver or stone graven by art and man's device. You know, I've seen many idols made out of, you know, it's like made out of concrete, cement. And, and sometimes thing, uh, these things will deteriorate because of the weather. Over years, they, they, they start falling apart, you know, and they become, uh, they need repair, put it that way. So, uh, you know, it's idolatry, folks. Um, First, Thessal First Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 9, For they themselves show of us what manner of entering in we had unto you, and how ye turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God. You know, that's what happened to me, folks. I used to uh, bow before these statues, pray before these statues, and people will say, oh, no, oh, you were never a Catholic if you did that. Look, folks, <laughs> you don't have to go too far. You'll see people praying before statues of Mary, worshiping uh, uh, the statue, talking to the statue. So, folks, it's idolatry. I was an idolater. I turned to serve the true and living God. I was saved. I was born again of the Spirit. And that's what I encourage you uh, to do, ladies and gentlemen. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 30 and 31. For we know him that hath said, Vengeance belongeth unto me. I will recompense, saith the Lord. And again, the Lord shall judge his people. It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Luke 24, verse 46 and 47. These words were spoken by Jesus Christ after he rose from the dead. So, uh, if you're uh, perhaps a Roman Catholic or maybe not even Catholic, there are other religions, by the way, in fact, many religions that have all uh, very similar things, idolatry, pagan statues, okay, false gods, okay? So this would apply to you too. And said unto them, Thus it is written, and thus it behooved Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day, and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations beginning at Jerusalem. So here, folks, the good news that Jesus Christ, yes, he was killed on a cross, 
great news. He got up from the dead, and you can know him. He's the living God, and that's what I preach to you today, folks. You can get right with God. You can lay aside these idols, repent, turn away from these things uh, unto the true and living God. I want you to know you to know today that that the sins uh, that you are under right now, the Lord will forgive you. And I'm going to show you right now how you can be justified and reconciled back to the true and living God. So this this torment that you might be feeling right now, saying, what do I do now? I realize I'm, I've been doing this stuff my whole life. Well, here's the good news, folks. You can be saved today. Listen to this. Romans chapter 5, verses 6 to 10. For when we were yet without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. Let me stop right there. That includes you. Continuing. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Yet peradventure for a good man some would even dare to die. But God commendeth his love toward us. Let me stop right there. That includes you. Continuing. And that while we were yet sinners includes you. Christ died for us. That includes you. Much more than being now justified by his blood. We shall be saved from wrath through him. That includes you. You can call upon the Lord right now and be saved from the wrath of God. And let me continue. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. How do you become reconciled? Well, I just explained to you, uh, you, you the Lord died for you. Recognize you're ungodly. Recognize you're a sinner. Call upon him and he will save you. You will be justified, okay, in the sight of God. How? Because, because of the blood, because of the death of Christ upon the cross. And look at this. I'll end it right here, folks. Romans 10, 13. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Let me meditate a little here, folks. For whosoever, whoever you are, put your name there, Mary, Mark, Johnny, Ralph, put your name there. For whosoever, you call upon the Lord, man, woman, young, old, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, that's Jesus Christ, folks, shall be saved, shall be saved. Folks, the Lord will save you. You, 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 the spirit of the living God. You, you will be born again of the spirit. Say, Lord, I want to be saved. Lord, I want. Lord, I realize I need mercy. Lord, I need forgiveness of sins. And, and you'll see a new birth take place, folks. A regeneration by the power of the Holy Spirit. That's the good news, folks. This is why Christ came into the world to save sinners like me, and sinners like you. So I encourage you, remember that verse, pause that screen right now, hit the pause button and look at that. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And, and you might be thinking, well, I'm, you don't know what I did, my friend. You know, I appreciate you trying to help me. No, listen to me. God can save you no matter what your past. So call upon the Lord and you shall be saved. I'm going to leave it right there. Be blessed.